And uh, uh, many of you know that, uh, you know, it's a little colder outside today than it was last week or the week before. And, and, uh, and uh, a couple of people were, were kind of, you know, rubbing their hands before, before service today. And, and they were like, oh, you know, I'm cold. I'm cold. Uh, you know, I, I wish I kind of had a blanket or a coat. And I and, uh, was talking to a, a, a certain person. They were kind of cold. And, and they, just, they just said, you know, just kind of offhand. But don't worry about it, Mike. Uh, as soon as you start preaching, it'll start getting warm in here. I thought, thanks, I, I think. Hey, can I tell you that I think, I know that God wants you to say yes to him. God wants you to say yes why didn't Christian church exist to help people find and follow Jesus? And, and, and there's a whole bunch of ways in, in our life every single day, whether it's in our relationships or in our work or in our leisure, that God wants you to say yes. He wants to own your thoughts, your mind, your relationships, your work ethic, and he wants you today to say yes. And, and we began this series last week, I said yes, by saying oh, one of the ways that you and I say yes to Jesus is by sacrificing something. That if we're going to follow Jesus, we're going to find him and do that well, uh, we're going to have to surrender something. We've got to lay something down. Now, if you want to have a great week as a preacher, you just go ahead and preach a sermon on laying something down, sacrificing something. So this last week, right, I'm, I'm all the, these thoughts of I said yes, Jesus, I'm here, I'm all in, I'm saying yes to you, I will surrender to you, Jesus, right? All my hands are lifted up, I surrender, here we go, I'm all in. And then Jesus just gave me lots of opportunities this week to say, okay, if you're all in, are you really going to say yes? Are you really going to sacrifice? You ever have those days where, where it's just been a long day? Please tell me I'm not the only one. I mean, you come home and it's just been a long day, maybe a long week, and, and you're tired. But your kids aren't tired. Have you ever had those days? And you get home, and, I, and quite frankly, please don't judge me. All I wanted to do was just sit. I didn't, I, I didn't care what was going on. I, just, I didn't want to do a whole lot of anything. But my, my wonderful six-year-old son, who most of his life is tied to a rocket... I walk in the door, Dad, let's play. Let's go outside. Let's wrestle. Let's, you know, 10 other things. And I'm thinking, I, I don't want to. <laughs> and then I had to remember the sermon that I had preached. And in those moments, this week, I was like, you know what? Okay, Jesus, you know what? I'm going to say yes by sacrificing some of me time so that my son knows that he's invaluable and important to me. And if that weren't enough, there's this, there's this award they give at, at work. There's this award they give at the college every year. It's like the Servant of the Year Award. 
okay? Now, again, please don't judge me. I'm being way more transparent with you, so I'm trusting you, okay? Can I trust you? Okay, the 10 of you I can trust, good. I don't know about you, I like awards. I, it's just one of those things, the servant of the year, hey, I work hard. I could be the servant of the year. Well, they announced it this week. It wasn't me. <laughs> now, I got to be honest with you. I got to be honest with you. Where I celebrated for the person that got it, I was kind of disappointed. And if I'm, if I'm really honest with you, I kind of pouted a little bit. I was kind of like, why not me, God? And it was, it, it was like God was telling me, Mike, are you really willing to say yes to me when it's hard? Will you be willing to sacrifice and surrender even the dreams that you have for your work? Would you put those on the altar? Would you sacrifice those? You see, part of saying yes to Jesus is being willing to say yes when it's hard. Being willing to say yes when it's time to surrender. Last week we learned uh, that if we're going to say yes to Jesus, uh, we got to die to some things. We got to lay some things down. We got to sacrifice some things. We got to surrender some things. And, and, and some of you know where this is going. If we're going to lay some things down, if we're going to sacrifice some things, then, then, then this week we're going to talk about picking some things up. You see, saying yes to Jesus isn't just about laying some things down and sacrificing some things and surrendering some things. Uh, sometimes it means picking things up. Sometimes it means taking up a new role. Sometimes it means uh, picking up a, a, a different responsibility. If we're going to say yes to Jesus, it's got to happen on both ends. Uh, we got to say no to some things and yes to others. We got to lay some things down and pick some other things up. And so that we can see that, we get into this text uh, this morning that really launches us off uh, this morning in, in saying yes to Jesus uh, by picking something up. Uh, and we look at a prophet, actually two prophets. You see, there's a, this prophet, his name is Elijah, and he's done some incredible things for God. Like he's faced down a whole bunch of other bad prophets and bad guys and, and he calls down fire from heaven and it is this glorious thing. And then, then he, he gets afraid and he runs away for some reason and God comes to him and he comes and, and basically talks to him and then after all of this, this prophet named Elijah, he goes to a guy named Elisha and he calls him to come with him. And I want to pick up with Elisha picking up. So if you'll join me in the Bible, uh, let's go to 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2. 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, 2 Kings. If you have, don't have a Bible, that's okay. Reach out and grab one. There should be one in the pew back in front of you. If you have one on your phone, that's fine too. 
2 Kings is after 1 Kings, after 1 and 2 Samuel. 2 Kings chapter 2 is where we're going to start. You see, sometimes picking something up means you've got to hang in long enough to do it. Elijah comes to Elisha, and he hangs in. When Elijah first comes to Elisha, this is the latter part of 1 Kings, uh, Elisha goes back. He's a, he's a big-time farmer, okay? I mean, nowadays he'd have like, 10 combines or something. It says in the text that he had 12 pair of oxen, which means this dude has a lot of ground. It means that he is a major, major contributor to the economy of that area. And Elijah comes to him and he says, hey, uh, throws his cloak around him. And he goes back, and here's what he does. He burns all the yokes, and he sacrifices all the oxen. He, gives, he gets rid of something. He sacrifices something. Quite literally, he surrenders something in order to say yes. And then he picks something up, and that's where we are. 2 Kings chapter 2. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. Now notice what he does. But Elisha said, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The company of the prophets of Bethel came out to Elisha and asked, hey, do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know. So be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, Now stay here, Elisha. The Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he replied, Hey, as surely as the Lord lives, and as you live, I will not leave you. And they went to Jericho. The company of the prophets at Jericho went up to Elisha and asked him, Hey, do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, so be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here. The Lord has sent me to the Jordan. Do you know what he's going to say? And he replied, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. And the two of them walked on. Hey, if you're going to pick something up as well as lay something down, you got to be willing to stick it out. If you've got someone that you're trying to follow, in this case it's Jesus, if you're trying to follow Jesus, if you're trying to say yes to Jesus, you got to be willing to say, hey, wherever it is that you go, whenever it is that you go there, however it is that you want me to serve, I'm going to be there. He said, he said it three times. Did you notice that? As surely as you live, I won't leave you. I'm going to stay here. And I want you to notice how this concludes. So Elijah he gets taken up. He gets taken up to heaven. And there's Elisha. And what does he do? Verse 11. 
As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and he cried out, My father, my father, and the chariots and the horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his garment and he tore it in two. Elisha then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him and he went back and stood on the banks of the Jordan. He, he took that cloak that had fallen from Elijah and he struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah, he asked. And when he struck the water, it divided to the right and to the left and he crossed over. Now here's why that's important. Earlier on in this whole story, Elijah had taken that same cloak and in order to cross the Jordan, he had touched the Jordan River with it. You see, he wasn't just picking up just another piece of clothing. He was picking up the legacy of what had been left by Elijah. He was saying, I am going to be a prophet just like you have been a prophet. I'm going to speak God's word just like you have spoken God's word. I'm going to be faithful and and say yes to God. Whatever he gives me to speak, I will speak. And so he comes along and he picks up the cloak that had fallen and he said, yes. He'd already surrendered one thing and he said yes to another thing. He didn't just lay something down, he picked something up. And can I suggest to you this morning that God wants you to pick something up? That when he says, I want you to say yes to me, he's saying, I don't want you just to think about all the things that you have to do without. I want you to think of the things that I want to do in you, but you have to pick something up in order for that to happen. Jesus wants you to say yes. If you're still hanging with me, let's go to John. John's Gospel. Go to the book of John with me, would you please? Jesus has already died. He is already, in fact, resurrected. And we find Jesus, and He says something absolutely profound to all those who would like to follow Him. So go to John's Gospel. That's in the New Testament. If you flip over uh, several pages, go to... Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John are the first four books of the New Testament. And in chapter 20, we find these words from Jesus. We have to be willing to hang in there. We have to be willing to pick something up. And we have to be willing to do whatever, whenever, however God would ask us to go. Listen to these verses in in chapter 20, verse 21. Jesus, already resurrected, says this to his disciples. Chapter 20, verse 21. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Now I know, I get it. it this is initially written to his disciples. He's, Jesus is telling them, hey, I am sending you. 
In Matthew's version, after Jesus has resurrected, he goes up on a mountain and he tells his disciples what we call the Great Commission. He says, I'm going to commission you. I want you to teach everything that I have told you about. And I want you to tell others. I want you to make disciples. And in your going, I want you to do this. In your living, I want you to go and make disciples of of everybody, of all nations. Uh, It doesn't matter where they're from. Every people, tongue, tribe, and nation. I want you to go and make disciples. This is what Jesus says. I'm, I'm sending you. And as an extension of that, of the authority of the Bible, you and I recognize, those of us who desire to follow Jesus, uh, we have said, hey, Jesus, I'm signed up for that. I'm saying yes. Now here's what struck me when when I read John. When I looked at what Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you, you all. Here's what struck me. If you go back throughout all the gospel of John, there's this chorus from the mouth of Jesus. And the chorus is, the Father has sent me. The Father has sent me. I am obedient to the Father, the one who has sent me. And throughout John, Jesus, for whatever reason, continues to give this message to his disciples. The Father has sent me. I am here on the one, uh, you know, giving the message from the one who has sent me. The one who has sent me over and over and over again. And I started looking into this. And in the ancient world, there was this whole code of the, the messenger being sent with a message. And Jesus is tapping into it. You see, there's one in authority, and Jesus says, that's the Father, and I'm going to do whatever he says to do. And so the messenger would only give the message that the Father, or the the one in authority, had given them to give. And it was not for their own honor. It was not under their own authority. It was not so that they would have praise. And they were completely obedient to the one in authority. This is Jesus. And Jesus comes back and he says to his disciples, and I think he's telling us this morning, hey, guess what? If you're going to say yes to me, if you're going to say yes, then I want you to pick up the mantle of the message that I have left with Jesus and I want you to carry it. But I want you to know something. This is not under your own authority that you do this. This is not, this is not for your honor that you do this. You have to be completely obedient to me and you have to be willing to give my message. Can you do that? You see, if we're going to say yes to Jesus... There's some things that we're going to have to be willing to pick up. We're going to have to realize that God's sending us just like he sent Jesus. Now, how are we going to do that? How are we going to do that? How are we going to say yes on a continual basis by picking something up and following Jesus? Well, Paul gives us an example. Paul gives us an example. He he begins to put hands and feet on what it looks like for us to say yes to Jesus by picking something up. So for that, we're going to go to Ephesians 4. And while you do that, I need my three volunteers to come on up. 
So go to Ephesians 4. That's later on in the New Testament. It's a letter that Paul writes. And he says something that really gives us a clue. How is this all going to play out? What's this really going to look like? How is it that I actually begin to pick something up? I've laid something down, but now I need to pick something up. It's in chapter 4, and it's in verse 11. Look there with me. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Why? Why did he give all these people? Uh, Why does he have uh, different groups of people doing different things? Later on, Paul's going to talk about this metaphor of a body, and he said, uh, yeah, you know, God, God gave all sorts of pieces to this whole body, uh, but they all need to function together. Notice why. Notice the why here. Why does God give all this up? He says, verse 12, to equip his people for works of service, to pick up something. Why? so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and we become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Now, I I don't know exactly what the whole measure of the fullness of Christ actually is, uh, but it's really good. It's a picture of the church that says, yeah, we're so close. We're so tied in with one another. Uh, We're all performing exactly the works of service that God has given us to perform in such a way that we actually look like Jesus. That's what he's saying. So what does that mean for you? It means for you... And it means for me, and it means for anyone who decides that they want to follow Jesus, that they got to pick up something. They got to take on a role. So these fine young participants, they each have a role. Now, God's given them the role today. And um, we have the role, okay? God gave some to be peanut butter spreaders. Okay, you ready for this? God gave some to be peanut butter spreaders. And God gave some to be jelly spreaders. Are you jelly spreader? Yeah? No? Yeah? Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. And God gave some to be um, uh, uh, sandwich putter togethers and cutters. Okay? So here's what we're going to do. Okay? I'm going to start the clock. When I say go, you guys together now are going to make a peanut butter sandwich. Now, I, no pressure, but I want you to understand that the finished product here is, is us. This is us right here. And, and we're being filled to the measure of wholeness of the fullness of Christ. Okay? That's what that sandwich is. Okay? So when we do, when we pick up what we're supposed to pick up, we will meet the fullness and measure of Christ being matured, you know, uh, that the body of Christ would actually look like Jesus. Okay, that's what happens when we say yes. So you all said yes, all right? Um, so when I say go, you are going to make this sandwich. All right, are you ready? Are you ready? Chloe, are you ready? Okay, on your marks, go. What's it look like to be in the measure and the fullness of Christ.
Paul says we got to pick something up. He says we got to we got to be willing to say yes. We got we got to play our part. We got to do our role. We got to enjoy our responsibility. And if he's given some to be peanut butter spreaders and some to be jelly spreaders, then by golly, we better do it. Because that's what it's going to take for us to be full, mature, and unity and look like Jesus. Oh, there it is. Less than a minute. Well done. Good job. Okay, now. You decide that you're going to say no. You're, you're saying no. And you're saying no. But you said yes. Way to go. Now, took you all together 52.5 seconds. You got to do this by yourself this time. You've said yes. But you're going to try and come up with a mature sandwich. Okay? So I'm going to time you. Are you ready? Ready as you're ever going to be. Ready? Go. What happens in the church when we don't say yes? What happens in a body of believers, people like you and me, when we don't say yes to Jesus? What happens to the church? What happens to our ministry? It's harder, isn't it? It means that fewer people have to carry more load. That the things that other people are really good at, that we end up trying to, to cover their tracks, but it's harder. And, and can I just say it's messier too? <laughs> and we work hard at it. But God gave other people to do those things. But their no puts more burden and stress on my yes. Well done. Good job. Would you give him a hand? Good job. Church, can I tell you? Some of you need to say yes. Some of you have been here long enough. You need to say yes. You have some things that God would use in ministry, in our church, and in our community, and with your neighbors, and with other families, but you are afraid, and you've said no. You're afraid of the mess. Maybe you're afraid of the people that you'd have to work with making the sandwich. And you've said, no. But can I tell you, the sandwich always looks better. The church is always more mature. When the people in the church doing the things that God has gifted them to do, say yes. So I want to plant a rock in your shoe this morning. 
I want you to think this morning, I want you to think throughout this week, what are the areas that God needs me to say yes? What are the areas that I've been afraid of? What are the areas that I've been afraid maybe of the people that I would work with or the, or the messiness of the situation and I haven't wanted to get in so that I can do something? I want you to say yes. I want to teach you a prayer this morning. I want this to ring true through your ears and in your heart and in your mind all week. I want you to say this prayer. God, whenever, whatever, however, my answer to you is yes. God, whenever, whatever, however, my answer to you is yes. God, whatever, whenever, however, my answer to you is yes. I will pick it up and I will go. Gracious God, be with our church. Whenever, whatever, however, our answer to you is always yes. And Lord, we pray this in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen. As you came in today, I hope that you received a little slip of paper. It looks something like this. It says, I said yes on it. Throughout this series, this, this bulletin board is going to be posted right out there in our foyer. And here's what I hope that you will do. I hope that you'll take that little piece of paper and a pen that's available to you in the lobby. And I hope that you will write on it, I said yes by, I said yes when. And you'll fill out the whole thing. We want to help people find and follow Jesus. The only way that's possible is if you say yes. So we're asking you, say yes. Would you just write your yes? You don't have to put your name on it. That's not necessary. But so that we can inspire and look after what God will do at Whiting Christian Church, would you just write out your yes? I said yes by. I said yes when. And stick it on the board. Let's stand. Let's stand and sing.